Third Sunday of Easter Prayer Psalm 30 I will extol you, O Lord, for you have drawn me up and did not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, you brought up my soul from Sheol, restored me to life from among those gone down to the pit. Sing praises to the Lord, all you his faithful ones, and give thanks to his holy name, for his anger is but for a moment, his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may linger for the night, but joy comes with the morning. Hear, O Lord, and be gracious to me. O Lord, be my helper. You have turned my mourning into dancing. You have taken off my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, so that my soul may praise you and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Reading the Word First reading, Acts chapter 5. When they had brought the apostles, they had them stand before the council. The high priest questioned them, saying, We gave you strict orders not to teach in this name. Yet here you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching, and you are determined to bring this man's blood on us. But Peter and the apostles answered, we must obey God rather than any human authority. The God of our ancestors raised up Jesus, whom you have killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him at his right hand as leader and savior that you might give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses to these things. And so, is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. And when they had called in the apostles, they had them blocked. Then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. As they left the council, they rejoiced that they were considered worthy to suffer dishonor for the sake of the name. Second reading, Revelation chapter 5. Then I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels surrounding the throne, and the living creatures, and the elders. They numbered myriads of myriads, and thousands of thousands, singing with full voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slaughtered to receive power and wealth, and wisdom and might, and honor and glory and blessing. Then I heard every creature, in heaven and on earth, and under the earth, and in the sea, and all that is in them, singing, To the one seated on the throne, and to the Lamb, be blessing, and honor, and glory, and might, 
forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. Gospel, John chapter 21 After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the apostles by the sea of Tiberias, and he showed himself in this way. Gathered they were together, Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and the two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, We will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, you have no fish, have you? They answered him, No. He said to them, Cast the net to the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in because there were so many fish. The disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that, it was the Lord. He put on some clothes, for he was naked, and jumped into the sea. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, only about a hundred yards off. When they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there, with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore, full of large fish, a hundred fifty-three of them. And though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the apostles after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than this? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter felt hurt because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and to go wherever you wished. But when you grow old, 
you will stretch out your hands, and someone else would fasten a belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go. He said this to indicate the kind of death by which you would glorify God. After this, he said to him, Follow me. Hearing the word of God, the investiture, the liturgy of the third Sunday of Easter continues to explore the effect that Jesus' resurrection had on the disciples. In today's readings, these effects could be summed up with the word investiture, which means giving someone a special dignity, a rank, or power. The reading from Acts presents the second trial of the apostles by the Jewish high council, the Sanhedrin. During the initial trial, the council ordered Peter and John to stop proclaiming Jesus, Acts chapter 4, verses 1 to 22. Since they disobeyed that order, the whole group of apostles was now arrested and brought before the council. The high priest charged the apostles with violating the court order and with laying blame for Jesus' death on the leaders. Peter responded as he did during the first trial categorically stating that the apostles chose to obey God, not the council. Peter then turned from being the accused to being the accuser. He charged the leaders with killing Jesus by hanging him on a tree. But God raised Jesus from the dead and exalted him to his right hand. Moreover, God met the one they killed, the leader and savior of Israel. In this powerful proclamation, Peter at once declared Jesus as God's Messiah and charged the leaders with murder and with being God's opponents. Naturally, the leaders reacted with fury and wanted to execute the apostles, Acts chapter 5, verse 33. Upon further consideration, and with the advice of one of their wise and respected members, Gamaliel, they changed the sentence to flocking. This sentence was carried out, and the apostles were again ordered to stop their proclamation, an order they would naturally ignore. The reaction of the apostles was surprising. They rejoiced not because they narrowly escaped death, but because they were flogged. For the apostles, suffering for the sake of the gospel was a blessing. Luke chapter 6 Verse 22, because it made them like Jesus, up to this point they had proclaimed the good news 
and performed deeds of power like Jesus, but they had not suffered like him. Now they became fully like Jesus, because like him they suffered for the sake of the salvation of the world. For this reason, this first instance of persecution for apostolic work could be considered as the investiture of the apostles with suffering. This investiture led them to reach the full stature of apostleship in the pattern of Jesus. The second reading contains a vision of the divine investiture of the Lamb. In the verses leading up to it, John describes God seated on his heavenly throne and holding a sealed scroll containing his decree and plan for the destruction of evil and the salvation of his people. Initially, no one is found worthy to approach God and open the scroll. Then the Lamb, who conquered, appears, takes the scroll from God's hand, and will subsequently break it, break open its seed, initiating the execution of God's plan. The vision of the investiture of the Lamb explains why the Lamb was worthy of this honor. As the Lamb takes the scroll, the heavenly coat of God's servants, countless angels, elders, and living creatures declare him worthy because he was slaughtered and by his blood ransomed for God's saints from every tribe and people and nation. Revelations chapter 5 verse 9 The Lamb symbolizes Jesus who sacrificed himself to bring redemption to God's people. His self-sacrifice leads to his investiture with the divine prerogatives, power. His self-sacrifice leads to his investiture with the divine prerogatives, power, wealth, wisdom, might, honor, glory, and blessing. These are the seven characteristics which rightfully belong to God alone. These are now bestowed on the Lamb who will act with God's power to carry out God's will. In the vision, the Lamb is then worshipped together with the one seated on the throne by all living beings. The meaning of this divine investiture is that Jesus, because of his self-sacrifice on the cross and his faithful carrying out of God's will on earth, is given full divine authority to bring God's plan of salvation to completion. What began on the cross will come to full fruition at the end of times. In today's Gospel, John presents the story of Jesus' post-resurrection appearance to his disciples in Galilee in two distinct parts. 
As in the Gospel of Luke, Jesus first confirms that he has truly been raised from the dead by sharing a meal with the disciples. Then Jesus reinstates Peter to a leadership role. He does this by investing Peter with the dignity of the shepherd of the flock. On returning to Galilee, the disciples had returned to their former life and they go fishing. In a story very similar to the call of the first disciples in Luke, Jesus meets them returning from the night with empty nets. He commands them to put out the nets again with miraculous results. This leads the disciples to recognize Jesus and share a morning meal with their risen Lord. Their belief in the resurrection is confirmed by this encounter, and their call to discipleship is thus renewed. The second part of the story focuses on Peter. Peter, the chief disciple, was also the greatest failure. Publicly denying Jesus, he manifested a lack of love and commitment to him. Meeting Peter on the lake shore, Jesus now gives him a chance to redeem himself and renew his discipleship. Peter had denied Jesus three times, standing by the fire. Now also by the fire, Jesus asks Peter whether he loves him even more than other disciples. Three times Peter confirms his love and commitment to Jesus. After each of Peter's answers, Jesus commands him to feed, tend, and to feed his sheep. Thus, Peter is entrusted with the role of the shepherd. In the Gospel of John, Jesus is explicitly named as the Good Shepherd. Now having renewed his commitment to Jesus, Peter will assume Jesus' role as the shepherd for the emerging community of believers. The dialogue concludes with Jesus saying that Peter will be bound and taken where he does not want to go. John confirms that this refers to Peter's death as a martyr. Jesus' final statement to Peter, Follow me, is therefore a call for the apostle to follow his master as a good shepherd who will ultimately lay down his life for the sheep. Thus, this is the story of Peter's investiture with the dignity of the shepherd entrusted with tending Jesus' flock, a mission which Peter would faithfully fulfill. Today's liturgy shows that dignity and honor are bestowed on God's beautiful servants. The apostles in Jerusalem were invested with suffering, reaching their full stature as the apostles of the crucified Lord. The book of Revelation shows Jesus' investiture with divine authority to complete the mission which he had begun by willingly accepting the cross. Peter was invested with the dignity of the chief shepherd when he confirmed his commitment and love for Jesus after his initial failure. The owner that comes from the investiture with the dignity of God's servant, no matter what shape it takes and how challenging it might be, leads the one receiving it to exclaim with the psalmist, I will extol you, O Lord, for you have drawn me up.
Listening to the Word of God Today's liturgy continues with the focus on the effect that Jesus' resurrection had on our world. The theme for this Sunday is investiture, which is a reminder for us Christians of the great dignity and the important task we have been given as God's children and servants. First, we must express our deepest gratitude to God for calling us to be his children and servants by bearing witness to him wherever we are. In our traditional African communities, people are invested with kingship or chieftaincy titles. Our chiefs or kings were the custodians of the culture and traditions of the community. This was a heavy responsibility placed on their shoulders. But with it came dignity, power, and authority to serve the community. As expressed in our reading from the book of Acts, the apostles were not afraid of proclaiming Jesus as Lord and Savior of the world. It was a dangerous mission that could lead them to death. However, they considered suffering for the sake of the gospel a blessing. The apostles were invested with suffering for the sake of the gospel. This is because Jesus, whom they were following, had suffered. Hence, in their trials, they fulfilled their ambition of being true apostles, just like Jesus. Today, we also are invested with certain responsibilities in our places of work or at school to serve the interests of the community or institution wherever we are. These places and situations are our missionary field where our dignity shines for all to see when we carry out our work no matter what difficulties and challenges arise. The author of the book of Revelation encourages us never to give up hope and shows us the example of Jesus. Jesus endured the suffering and the pain of the cross, but this eventually led him to God's side in heaven. He became the lamb who conquered and who was made worthy to take the scroll from God and break its seals. In doing so, he allowed God's will to be revealed to the world. Each one of us has the possibility to do just that, although on a much smaller scale. When we were brought into the Christian community, we were invested with divine knowledge and power. We became like Jesus, the Lamb of God, because like Him, we know God. God's will and have God's Spirit working in us. Invested with such privileges, we are truly powerful in what we can do and achieve in God's name. However, it is often our lack of confidence and self-belief that prevents us from reaching our full divinely given potential. If we could only think of ourselves as the apostles did, as those who obey God in everything and work on his behalf, our self-confidence would soar to the point where we could say with the Apostle Paul, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. 
Philippians chapter 4. This kind of confidence comes from paying attention to what we already possess, but which we often keep hidden or which lies undiscovered. Today's liturgy calls us to rediscover our potential, to remember our investiture, and thus come forth as powerful and influential witnesses to the fact that God's grace can work miracles even through ordinary and seemingly insignificant people. It is not important what you call me, but what I answer to. Action. Self-examination. What are the special gifts or opportunities that I have been given for the service of others? Am I using them? How? Do I have sufficient self-confidence to act creatively and with initiative to bring about a change for good? Response to God I will daily acknowledge and thank God for making me important in this world through a unique set of gifts and possibilities which only I possess. Response to your world I will exercise my self-confidence this week by taking initiatives and making courageous steps for bringing about some change for good in my environment. As a group, we will reflect on what unique gifts and opportunities we have been given and how we can use them creatively for building up God's kingdom around us. Almighty and eternal God, we thank you for making us your children. In spite of our unworthiness, grant us the grace to carry out the mission which Jesus our Lord and Savior has entrusted to us to bring people to a knowledge of you, Father, and proclaim your love to all. Even when it seems to be difficult, we make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen.